everyone once again or good morning or good afternoon on this rotating planetary sphere we call the planet earth hurtling around the sun at 18 and a half miles per second like no 30 miles back already way back there amazing i mean we live in a, in a universe of amazing things and this show of course is devoted to covering amazing things on the other side of midnight that kind of magical time of dawn and day when the things we think about during sunshine hours, when, when it's daytime, normal time, are not the kind of things that people at this time of night uh, normally think about and talk about, except, as I've said now countless times over and over again for the last year, the lines have really been blurred. Oh, have they been blurred. So now it's, it's really hard to know when... Uh, the daytime changes to nighttime and all that good stuff. So without further ado, I want to get into the subject of tonight because tonight is a very interesting compilation of, um, of, of topics and subject matter. It's uh, kind of titled uh, after the title of my one of my guests' next books, which is out in, I guess, a little under a year, uh, Under an Ionized Sky. Sounds like something you would see in a Hollywood trailer or something. And the question before the house, which my two guests are going to talk about in very, from very different perspectives, is are we in some kind of confrontation, some kind of secret war? And is it trying to literally take over not just real estate or property or our stuff, but our very hearts and minds and souls? And is part of the problem the fact that the enemy, one of them, is not without but is within and we'll describe and explain what we mean by all of that as we go through the uh, the morning here let me introduce my first guest at 20 years of age he went to work for george atkinson the first person to open a video store in the world for movies on vhf videotape in 1977 and by 1983 he had 550 affiliated stores across america and canada and during that time, the MPAA, Motion Picture Association of America, on behalf of the six top movie studios, tried to shut him down in the courts, saying that renting movies to the public was copyright infringement. Atkinson proved in court against the MPAA that rent, renting movies is a constitutional right which cleared the way for all time and for an awful lot of people, including Tim, who now runs and is CEO of UFO TV and the Spirit Culture Preservation Project. We're going to definitely ask what the Preservation Project is. Now, in full disclosure, Tim is our um, uh, front man, our purveyor, our distributor of many of the videos that we talk about that I've done over the last 20 or 30 years. So we just want to kind of get that on the table. Um, I could go on, but you can go to the other side of midnight.com and read his full bio. I want to skip down now to our second guest of the morning because mixing and matching these two perspectives on a common theme, a common thread, is going to be a, an intriguing art form of the morning. Ilana Freeland is a writer, ghostwriter, speaker, storyteller, and teacher who researches and writes on deep state issues, a term which has become so, you know, status of, of the, of the uh, controversial conversations these days, deep state issues, including the stories of survivors of MK Ultra, ritual abuse, and invasive electromagnetic weapons. Having come of age in the eye of the 60s maelstrom, Alana has also self-published a four-book series of fictional novella series, Sub Rosa America, a deep state history, a fictional approach to the hidden history of America since President John Kennedy's public assassination. Most recently, she wrote the story, What Would Solon Have Done for the 2017 book, If I Were King, Advice for President Trump, edited by Harry Blazer, 
with an intro by Catherine Austin Fitz. And I could go on and on there as well, but you can go and read her bio also on the other side of midnight.com. Click on the guest page by clicking on the graphic. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the other side. And don't all speak at once. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Hi, Tim. I'm happy to be here. Alana? <laughs> yeah, I was just listening, and suddenly you weren't talking anymore. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Boy, talk about lost in thought. Okay, Tim, <laughs> I, I want to start with you because part of Alana's research has to do with the onslaught and the environmental assault we're all under, and we don't really know about it. Now, the reason we don't know about it is because the mainstream will not really talk about it. But they will talk about what happened at Yahoo the other day, that horrible event where a woman out of nowhere drives north from Southern California, spends a night in a mini mall parking lot sleeping, goes to a gun range the next morning, fires off a few rounds, and then goes to Yahoo and shoots three people and kills herself. And if I didn't know, I would say this was a programmed event to somehow highlight what Yahoo has been accused of doing. So let's begin there. Why is Yahoo and Google important in our cultural milieu these days? What did they used to do and what are they doing now that apparently incurred someone's wrath enough to do all that and then kill herself almost like she was programmed to suicide when her act uh, either worked or did not work. So we can never question her as to what motivated her to do this bizarre, totally anomalistic thing. How have social media, particularly Yahoo, become so central to so many people's lives? Well, that's a, that's a really complicated question to answer in, in a nutshell. Well, don't. Uh, we have time. There's so, there's, there's so many layers and uh, aspects to the situation. First of all, a person, you know, killing people and then killing themselves, uh, you know, clearly that's a person that uh, may have been suffering uh, some form of mania uh, akin to bipolar disorder, uh, but definitely somebody that wasn't right in the head. Um, as far as uh, these social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Yahoo and Google uh, uh, being a trigger for, for people's outrage, um, again, I, I, I refer to the, the, the person not being right in the head, but we are literally being inundated with media on a second by second basis, by a daily basis. In fact, uh, UFO TV, uh, you know, we're available on all the major platforms and, and people refer to, um, uh, you know, how many, how many seconds are we streaming? How many, how many minutes are we streaming per day? So, you know, we're being inundated with media minute by minute <clears throat> and these platforms have become a place for activists i mean even the ufo phenomenon has become politicized and they refer to it as the disclosure movement um for me i'm a child of the 60s and my parents were artists and activists uh and and so um I can relate to the notion when we first started the company, it was in the early nineties and the rallying cry was how we could all participate in helping to raise the consciousness of the planet. So you have this activist mentality when you're wanting to participate in raising the consciousness of the planet. And these platforms have become the place where activists, can speak their mind and where activists connect and you know uh people can become very uh, impassioned and very passionate about their causes and um you know it, it just goes to show though 
that there are a lot of people out there who are emotionally unstable. And, and so we're constantly hearing about shootings at schools where our, our kids go to school. And, you know, it, it, it's just, you, you can't create surveillance uh, to protect billions of uh, people uh, and, 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 you know, percentage-wise, uh, a planet with billions of people. We have a lot of people out there who uh, uh, are, are mentally unstable. And I always say, don't get too close to a crazy person because then you have to move. <laughs> so, um, well, it seems to me, you know, Tim, so, you know, what I'd like to do is I'd like you to go back and kind of track how your company, which is reflective of the age we're in, has evolved as technology has evolved, has, has, has changed as, um, uh, you know, new modalities have come in, new platforms, new technology. And the more this occurs... What I'm seeing is that there, there almost are not any people left on the planet who are not plugged in and are not carrying these little devices around 24-7. And even if there had been no intent to program society, it just seems to me that um, there is some kind of, of effort to almost subliminally get everyone into some kind of lockstep so that they're all synchronized. And if there are, as we're going well, to talk about with, hang on, if we're going to talk about with Alana later, if there really are organized plans and efforts to do this, we've now created the perfect growth medium, you know, like, you know, growing bacteria in a Petri dish. Facebook is bragging that they have 2 billion people on Facebook. That has never happened in modern history before where one person can talk to, you know, a quarter, a third of the planet. And that's what came to light in the 2016 election. Russians and robots and all that um, are, are, are trying to do things with these media now that were unimaginable even, even 10 years ago. So start at the beginning and talk, track through the changing technologies that have now allowed them, whoever they are, into our heads big time. Well, first we need to go back to the fact that as a filmmaker – and as a person running a studio and a television network, if we look at the, at, at the past, in the, in the past, the people that controlled the delivery technologies were the ones that had the ultimate control. So when I was young, you had Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 7, up, uh, maybe Channel 11, Channel 13, I don't know what, less than 10 channels, and that was it. And so, uh, you know, their home video didn't even exist. And no computers. So you had, yeah, no computers. And so you had movie theaters and then you had network television and then you had syndication. And then when home video came in, home video uh, did usher in sort of a, a renaissance in the sense that uh, – one could operate under a business model where putting movies on a videotape and distributing it to video stores across America uh, was becoming a dominant delivery technology. But then even more so now, layers of distribution are being removed. Before, uh, say for home video, whether it's a videotape or a DVD, uh, we would manufacture the product, give it to the distributor who would sell it to the retailer who would put it in their store for the consumer. Now, uh, there's no layers of distribution between me and the consumer, except maybe one, maybe the platform, a la iTunes or, or Amazon. So uh, in the past, uh, you know, you were stuck because, uh, say, for instance, Best Buy had a corporate policy that they only carried the top 500 movies. Well, you got 800 films coming out a month, and they're only carrying the top 500 movies. So, you know, it's liberating 
to remove all these layers of distribution. So now there's only a digital platform between me and the consumer. And uh, these platforms are available for everyone. So now the power switches from, from n not the people who control the, the delivery technology, but the people with the libraries because now it's a level playing field yes. and everybody has access to that uh, delivery technology. Everybody has the ability to reach the public. Yeah, Tim, let me, uh, let me interrupt you for one correction. I, I think I said you Yahoo when I meant YouTube. You know, too many whys and it's this hour yeah. of the morning. So, yeah, we, it was YouTube, <laughs> not, not Yahoo. Just to put that correction on the record, doing too many things simultaneously here on the other side. So please continue. Well, and then, and then, and then the Internet the internet is sort of part of that story uh, because the internet made it possible uh, so that we're not blocked by a best buy corporate policy that keeps us from reaching our consumers. Uh, so, you know, now we, now we have access um, and, 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 you know, everything was on VHS and everybody got into DVD. Then everybody got into digital and now everybody's into uh, buying a la carte channels or buying channels a la carte. And that whole describe what you mean by that. New rev well, you know, there are no video stores anymore. I mean, there's a 500 store chain in the Midwest called family video. They're the only ones and there's one blockbuster, the last blockbuster in Alaska, uh, because it's cheaper to rent than it is for the broadband uh, uh, service that they have in Alaska. So, um, at any rate, uh, coming coming back on topic, um, I, I I guess. The original. What was the original question again? Well, I had mixed up YouTube and Yahoo, and it seems to me that there's a big controversy now about Google, which owns YouTube, because some people are claiming that Google, you know, another big corporation with these platforms. Oh, you, you asked about the you asked about the a la carte channel yeah. thing, and and and, and <clears throat> again, that's uh, that that this a la carte channel scene is kind of what has replaced the video stores. And basically every major television network has a smart TV app and a downloadable app uh, for your phone and your iPad. Uh, and now every major studio has their app, smart TV app and, and uh, small device app. And, <clears throat> um, so, you, you know, obviously, the prime, you know, the primary players that have been able to capture all those consumers that used to go to video stores are, are basically Netflix, Amazon, iTunes, Hulu, and and uh, and and so these platforms they used to be platforms where you could go buy or rent a movie or subscribe like with Netflix. Uh, but now these platforms are offering channels. So we have in-app channels. So our channels on Netflix or our channels on Amazon uh, versus actually going to us direct with our own app. But the point is, is that this a la carte scene that everybody has got their own channel and everybody is consuming their content vis-a-vis -vis the, the technology, the technology from the internet. Um, and, and that's, and that's what's replaced the video store. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's offered a freedom and an access uh, between the filmmaker and the the audience, uh, that that uh, has totally blown away and accelerated the amount of media we're seeing on a monthly basis. And again, uh, YouTube, uh, 
coming back to the YouTube issue is YouTube is a phenomenal platform for activists. And, uh, you know, I, except I think, let me, uh, let me, let me uh, hang on. Let, let me stop you there because the accusation has been made that Google, which owns YouTube, they bought them in this acquisition process of accumulating more and more media power under fewer and fewer, you know, corporations. The accusation is made that Google has been censoring activists, political people, you know, conservatives, whatever, whoever they don't like. And it was really bizarre when this woman pops up, shoots three people, kills herself over the claim that she was limited in membership and in, 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 in payments, you know, for her. I guess she had three YouTube channels or four. And this was well, the I, cause of yeah. why she did what she did. But is that actual true in fact? Is Google actually censoring yeah. content? Exactly. You know, there's, a, as you know, there's a difference between theory and practice. And that's why you're here from somebody who take it from somebody who's got one of the, the, the most popular UFO uh, or suppressed history and science YouTube channels in the world. Um, what really happened was YouTube gave partner status to certain channels and you had to apply and it was a great thing. And then eventually they made it possible for everybody to have partner status and basically run ads on their videos. And that went, you know, a whole cottage industry was created and it went unchecked for seven years now when you say unchecked you describe know, what you mean by unchecked well what i mean is is that uh somehow the press got wind at the end of 2016 that major advertisers were seeing their commercials on hate crime and hate speech videos and because press that got wind of this and turned it into a story and everybody jumped on it. We watched our numbers go from December in 2016 being strong to the next month, January, 2017, our numbers tanked. And we noticed that all the major fortune 500 advertisers on YouTube left YouTube over this issue. So in other words, they didn't renew their, their ad buys for the first quarter of 2017. So from December to January, all the major advertisers pulled their ads at the same time. And so YouTube had to come up with a way to address this because they, Google and YouTube lost a billion dollars in ad revenue over this situation within the first five months. They came up with a way to create a program that's automated on their servers that looks, I guess it's keyword based, that looks for videos that, and, and again, this is if you're running ads. If you're not running ads, then uh, YouTube is pretty much fine. But if you're running ads, then uh, videos will get flagged if there are keywords that, like for instance, in my case, we have we 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 pride ourselves on having all virtually all the major documentaries on the UFO phenomenon. Well, one of the sub topics in ufology is uh, UFO secrets of the Third Reich and World War II, mm -hmm. and we noticed that a handful of videos that we had out of 500 films, there were like maybe five or six films that we had talking about this topic. And so we found that all five or six of those films uh, that had Nazi or Hitler, you know, as the subject matter uh, were flagged. So this uh, thing about um, flagging videos is r only r with respect to allowing ads. And it's basically stipulating that uh, our advertise, you know, th this video isn't right for our advertisers. They had to do something because the, the entire ad industry, every major advertiser in the world 
can you imagine? Hold their ads at the same time. So now they're still trying to rebuild. I mean, if you look at the ads that are running on, on videos on YouTube, you know, they're, they're definitely subpar. You don't see Geico insurance and the latest Marvel movie from Disney you, and, and Lexus cars. Uh, uh, perhaps maybe you, you do, but they're super conservative and, and they've created a way, uh, filters so that those advertisers will feel comfortable and spend their money with YouTube. Uh, because, uh, you know, they're in business to make money. So they, 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 they've got to figure out something, but those films are still available. Even if they're flagged, I, 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 uh, uh, I, I can't think of any story of a video being pulled down by YouTube unless it's like really offensive and it's gotten a lot of complaints from consumer, from people. Cause there's a button on every video where you can, uh, you know, uh, click and, and say that this video is offensive for the following reasons. Um, but in the long run, uh, from an activist standpoint, uh, I don't see them blocking me in any way. My, my, my videos on genetically modified foods, my films on free energy, my films on the dangers of vaccines, all those are fine. They're letting ads run on those uh, with, with, with no problem. Yeah, let, let me stop you there because as you're talking, we're getting feedback from people who are listening and they're violently disagreeing with you. Oh, there's censorship. Oh, there's, you know, I mean, it's like the big evil hidden hand and you have ground truth. You have a very large corporation that does a lot of business on these social, which is why I wanted to bring you on tonight because I like to have data your numbers say that all the really controversial stuff that you have had out there for years, except for the problem of major advertisers, which was kind of a subset separate, that that's uh, we, not we being censored. On the, we, have, we, we, we have boots on the ground. So, so we, you know, I, I know I've got a, a really good. Okay. Let me, let, let, let me give you an example. Uh, one of our, our people just wrote, all you have to do is say David Hogg is a crisis actor and your video will be instantly taken offline. You will get a strike, three strikes, and you are out. Is that true or is that not true? We're talking about YouTube now. Okay. Who is this person? Uh, he was, was one of the survivors of the Parkland 17 people shot a couple through about a month ago. And he's been very politically active. He's in a war now with Laura Ingram on Fox. And he got their, uh, her sponsors because she basically called him all kinds of names and said he was a bully. And, you know, it's, it's basically a food fight. But the thing is, I mean, you know, YouTube, you're looking at thousands of hours, hundreds of hours of content per minute being uploaded to that platform. And uh, I, I personally, I have not had a problem. See, this is why I would I would trust your ground truth because you're in the arena. You're making without you making business and making money, you'd go out of business. Which means you have to really you have to really have your 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 you know your finger to the wind to see what's going and what's not going. You're saying there is not an arbitrary censorship problem at YouTube based on political uh, perspectives. I, I'm saying that UFO TV hasn't experienced one, and with 500 titles, including suppressed science, uh, UFO disclosure, uh, forbidden archaeology, forbidden technology, uh, conspir conspiracies, and political controversy, I've got coverage over all of these topics, and you know, content for for the activist-minded. And from where I sit at UFO TV, uh, I haven't experienced a problem. I have heard stories from people from time to time, and, but I personally, I, 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 I can't figure out why these people are having problems because I'm not having any problems. And my, my content falls into the category of, you know, uh, for instance, I'm sure Monsanto wouldn't be happy with the fact that, you know, uh, I have videos bashing how they're uh, uh, copywriting and trademarking uh, seeds, 
you know, <laughs> or, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, um, who, what are the hot spots? What are the, what are the triggers where these videos are being pulled down? I think it would be an interesting study to, to get in there and find out exactly which videos are being pulled down and look at a really, you know, uh, a spreadsheet of, of what that content is. Because again, 500 titles, seven years, uh, I've got activists programming across all, you know, the major topics that are in vogue in, in, in society today. And I've only got a problem with six videos because they mentioned Hitler. So I, I'm just saying that fortunately, knock on wood, UFO TV hasn't had a problem. Hmm. Well, guys, I did it again. I blew through the break. I don't want to do that. It's, it's really bad when your guest is so interesting that uh, you don't actually pay attention to when break should be coming up. So everyone hold it there. My guest this morning, my first guest is Tim Crawford, who runs UFO TV. And we're talking about censorship. You know, this whole YouTube thing that happened with this woman who went to, um, uh, you know, drove north to Northern California, took a nine millimeter and shot three people and then shot herself and killed herself. And fortunately, the three people that she aimed at, uh, she didn't kill, which, of course, is the opening for another conversation about handguns versus, uh, you know, assault rifles. But that's another time and another day. You're on the other side of midnight. My name is Richard C. Hoagland, and we shall return. You're listening to the first hour of The Other Side of Midnight. Be sure to catch our complete live show every Saturday and Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, for a full three hours of this kind of exploration. And be sure to visit theothersideofmidnight.com as you listen so you can follow our special Radio with Pictures guest page simultaneously. The Kinthea, our hardworking producer, specifically prepares to illustrate the topics discussed each show. Why? Because there is vital additional information on that Radio with Pictures guest page that I assure you will immeasurably enhance your understanding and enjoyment of what our guests are describing. I mean, would you rather listen to a guest talk about NASA images of ancient artifacts on Mars or simultaneously be able to follow the official NASA images showing you, as you're listening, the ruins? If you'd like to listen at your convenience to all our shows, including our unique Radio with Pictures feature, please visit theothersideofmidnight.com and click on the Join Club 19.5 link in the left-hand column. Okay, what do you get with your Club 19.5 membership, besides helping the show literally stay on the air? Well, first of all, you will exclusively, this is not available to the general public, enjoy our enhanced ad-free podcast, courtesy of Chris Bell automatically downloading all the latest The Other Side of Midnight shows directly to your favorite podcast device so you can listen when you want to. Further, as a full Club 19.5 member, you will gain exclusive access to our The Other Side of Midnight 24-7 chat server, what I can't help calling the Open Hailing Frequencies Room, which is available only to members 24-7. Now, during the show, that's where you will find other 19.5 members and sometimes even members of the bridge crew, my guests, and even me uh, when I have time. Regardless, you can always relay live questions to me during the show just by going to the open hailing frequencies room. 
Of course, when we're not on the air with your 19.5 membership, you can visit our Club 19.5 radio archives anytime and download all our shows directly to your computer, which will automatically provide you a screen size that allows you to really examine the remarkable images Kinthea posts for each show. Okay, <clears throat> here's where I need to get kind of super serious. Club 19.5 is how our show is currently solely supported. In my hopefully not vain attempt to keep commercials <clears throat> to a minimum. If you're concerned about keeping us on the air, if you want to hear information that has been vetted far more than perhaps any other show, the best way to ensure that is to join Club 19.5 and get your friends and family to join too. And if you don't know already, when I drop by open hailing frequencies, you can even ask me directly what the ultimate meaning is behind 19.5, literally the most exclusive club in the world. Please join me and my interesting guests on this very stream every Saturday and Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, and be sure to come back and listen to our live three-hour shows. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. And welcome back to the other side of midnight on this Saturday night. Yeah, I want to take two issues with something you said, Tim, and I, I know you did it maybe unconsciously. You equated bipolar disorder with homicide, and I would flatly and rigorously refute that because the police, very bizarrely, picked this woman up at 2 a.m. the previous morning. She'd driven up in her car from Southern California to Mountain View, which is where NASA Ames is located, which is a few miles from YouTube headquarters. And she was sleeping in her car in this mini mall and the police, you know, going around doing their efficient thing. They spotted the car, spotted someone in it, went over, tapped on the window, woke her up and interviewed her there in the little mini mall. And she came across to cops who, of course, are, you know, kind of hair razor edge tuned to weirdness, particularly at two in the morning. They let her go because they spotted nothing unusual. She gave them the story about she was kind of having problems with her family and she'd driven north to maybe get a job in Silicon Valley. And, uh, you know, she was normal enough to be let go under what would be, shall we say, unusual circumstances. And yet her father had been calling around and apparently didn't get on the on the on the blotter or on the whatever they do to notify, you know, police that someone's out there that maybe should be watched. Uh, her father had, had called, I guess, someone in authority telling them that she was headed north, that she was very, very angry at YouTube, and yet that anger did not come out in her one-on-one -on -one interaction with these two cops who were there at 2 o'clock in the morning in a mini-mall parking lot. So I don't think we can dismiss this as, oh, she was mentally you know, deranged or something. I think it's much more complicated and I think it has to do with programming. Was she turned into a weapon? Is there a technology that's out there that can basically take these shooters and aim them like unguided missiles to carry out a social agenda which has larger purposes and larger objectives than simply knocking off some people at uh, YouTube? Well, actually, um Thank you for, for bringing, bringing that up that distinction, because frankly, uh, I, what I was referring to is a person in a manic state akin to bipolar. But frankly, in my experiences, bipolar people are, are the opposite of violent. So I totally do not see a connection. I do not see a connection between bipolar disorder and homicide, but, uh, for a person, to go postal, if you will, uh, uh, and walk into YouTube and start shooting people and then kill themselves. Obviously, uh, that person is 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 dealing with a complicated. You know, this is a complicated situation, and and one could only, 
uh, you know, is it possible that um, the media that she was drawn to uh, could uh, could have uh, been a trigger? Uh, but I, I think there was a lot of a lot going on with this woman for her to walk into YouTube again and shoot people and kill herself. Um, uh, perhaps uh, she wasn't crazy, but but definitely emotionally um, uh, damaged at one level or another. Well, the weird thing about this is that she didn't even go into the the corporate headquarters there. She went to the restaurant outside on a patio, and she attacked people who were having lunch, just random people, three of them, I believe. And thank God she didn't kill any of them. But then, because I guess she thought she had, or she was programmed to, to cut off the chain, she killed herself with her own handgun. And this is what I, I find... Mean, I think it's- yeah, I think it's a, an issue of people who are desperate uh, do crazy things. And uh, clearly this was a person that uh, at, at one level or another was desperate. Uh, and, you know. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. Again, let, let me stop you there, okay? I have been stopped by the police yeah. at 2 o'clock in the morning. And no matter how self-righteous you are and how centered you are and whatever, having the police come up unannounced is is threatening she was planning at least this is the model she was driven all the way north planning to go and shoot people kill people at a major corporation there just a few miles from where they stopped her and the fact that she didn't radiate any weird vibe guys predisposed to wonder what a woman alone in a car in the middle of a parking lot you know i I mean that to me that to me says there's something deeper that should be pursued and I don't know whether there's any institution that's going to pursue it, but it gets back to the bigger question, which is these media now are so much an integral part, microsecond by microsecond of our lives. I mean, no, I know people that if they misplace their cell phone, they almost have a nervous breakdown because they can't be separated from that device, that gadget, that connection to whatever. Why are we having people claiming that these major corporations are now censoring that content her claim was they had demonetized her, meaning this whole, you know, advertiser thing had gone away and YouTube videos, which I guess had made her some some money before. Suddenly, she said for three hundred thousand views, she got ten cents. And if if that's destabilizing one person, how many other people could this be destabilizing? And are we looking at a potential for a trend, or was this a one-off because it was designed to send? in a bizarre, <laughs> evil way, a political message about Google and YouTube? Well, uh, from what you said, uh, perhaps she was angry because her revenue stream dropped. And, uh, of course, earlier I explained about that whole ad scandal, and it affected everybody. Um, you know, you're looking at about $0.10 cents Per thousand views, uh, you know, if if a person is, you know, the average attention span on your videos is, you know, say fifteen to twenty minutes, uh, you're looking at around ten dollars per thousand views. Um, I have heard the argument from discord. You, you give me two different numbers. You said ten cents per thousand and ten dollars per thousand. No, ten cents per thousand views. Okay. And and you know I in ufology I've I've spoken to uh, a couple of people who were disgruntled with how uh, they saw disparity in the view count, the number of views. Uh, personally, uh, looking at how many views a video has is because uh, on the UFO TV. YouTube channel, we're putting up feature length shows, hour, 90, two hour long feature films. So, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, again, I've heard people in a couple cases say, you know, uh, uh, this disparity of, of views not yielding, uh, you know, a very good paycheck, but you really have to 
go by minutes watched and every video has a minutes watched counter and every, uh, and uh, you can look at it channel wide or you can look at it by title and it's really minutes watched where you get the big picture because people think that, first of all, people think that uploading short videos is, is the way to go. But, you know, we upload feature length content and our average attention span is 21 minutes and people in the YouTube scene say that's fantastic. Um, and, and, and even at that level, our, our revenue has dropped dramatically. Our, our, in fact, our revenue is, is probably uh, 20% of what it used to be. And that's a, that's wow. a major drop. That's enormous. That's so, huge. You know, you know, if she, if she was angry about that, you know, uh, but you got to look at the minutes watched, uh, because on, on average, any video that is say a half hour or more, chances are, uh, the lion's share of the viewers are only watching half of the, of the video. Um, and, 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 and I, I, again, um, the, these are platforms for people who are activist minded and usually people who become activists, uh, you know, feel like they, they, they need to participate in the, the public dialogue about something that needs to change. And so you're talking about a, a person with passion and, um, so, you know, again, these top platforms, uh, are, are where people that want to, you know, that are angry and want and, and think things need to change. These platforms are where they go to, to voice that, the, you know, those feelings. And, um, I can, I can only imagine, you know, if the person was upset with how their revenue dropped, you know, I am too. Uh, my revenue dropped 80%. Um, uh, it, it compounded by, you know, the passion of the person and their message. So, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know how, how deep we can go there with respect to this woman. But what I can say, though, is, is that these platforms are the vehicle for, for activists today. See, I keep getting that's, feedback that's, from people who are, who are listening saying that videos are being censored. Now, you have a company which has been now decades in operation. You track the, the modification of all the platforms as technologies improve. You're now looking at direct connection between you and your customers digitally through iPhones, smartphones, computers, whatever. And you say that out of hundreds You've had maybe six videos flagged, and that was for obvious Hitler Nazi references. And I'm hearing this incredible disconnect. Where is the rumor out there that there's all this censorship going on? Because frankly, when I go to YouTube and look at stuff, I can see an incredible spectrum of stuff. Most of it I won't watch because the production values are horrible. A guy sitting in a living room, yeah. lit with one lamp in a, in a kind of a ripped T-shirt, you know, berating the camera. I mean, I'm not going to watch that. So is it because people you know, are producing yeah. lousy videos or because they're producing content that someone does not want to be seen? Well, personally, I stay away from, like, say, for instance, in the conspiracy political controversy uh, 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 aisle or, you know, uh, uh, part of the, you know, part of the scene. Um, I, uh, I stay away from conspiracy videos that attack an individual. Like for instance, every time a new president is voted into office, like especially in the Barack Obama days, you know, there were a lot of conspiracy videos showing Barack Obama on the cover. And of course, you know, years ago, there was a video called the Clinton Chronicles. So, you know, I, I stay away from videos that attack an individual. I have no problem putting out a video that, you know, mentions how a major corporation is committing crimes against humanity. Uh, but I stay away from videos that attack an individual. Well, then the question is, yeah. hang on, hang on. The question then is, in yeah. those videos where you are attacking Monsanto, why aren't they being yeah. censored? Why aren't videos, you know, looking at, I mean, I'm, there's a huge range of current social issues 
that I see videos on every single day as I go through. And there's a lot of them that pop up on Yahoo that where you have a connection yeah. to YouTube and it's pretty yeah. interesting stuff. And I'm not seeing a center. So why is this cadre of people claiming huge censorship? Where are they getting their data or is it incredibly you know, subjective? Is it rumor upon rumor upon rumor and few people have actual ground truth? You know, in all due respect to many of your listeners that might be uh, 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 fans of UFO TV, you know, there are a lot of kooky characters out there, but um, you can you can make a video about just about anything. And, and again, I'd stay away from videos that attack a person. Uh, but as far as major corporations, uh, uh, either they don't, feel threatened or uh, it, 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 it's too, it's, it's impossible to stop it. You know, like for instance, with Monsanto and genetically modified organisms and genetically modified foods, uh, there's probably hundreds of videos uploaded uh, a, a, a day where people are voicing uh their anger about a company being able to copyright a seed. Um, so Monsanto couldn't stop it if they tried. Now, what is the biggest, I, I would think that the energy industry is like one of the, the, the biggest, you know, industries out there right now. And we're distributing content uh, known as, the 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 free energy uh topic and you know tesla's sort of the poster child for the free energy movement and the notion that there are technologies uh whether perpetual motion devices or, or rotating magnetic fields or zero point energy that there are inventors in their garages experimenting on this stuff and so is is there an all governing uh, player in the energy scene that it's in their best interest to try to squash that kind of thing? I can tell you this much. They may be able to make videos, but they have a hell of a time trying to get patents. So um, I think we're getting to a point where, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm befuddled. I'm, confused about the people that say that their video was pulled down and blame it on uh, censorship when it, it could have been something else that, and they just don't know because their knowledge of YouTube, you know, is, is not at a high enough level where, you know, they're getting all the data. Okay, I have a specific here. Video you know, down. our show is very good. Yeah. We have people sending us specifics. There's a guy named Mike Adams who calls himself the Health Ranger, who made a big deal yeah. a couple of years ago with Gaia, which is a whole other conversation, Gaia and all that. Anyway, he yeah. apparently had something like uh, 1,700 videos. His entire Health Ranger video channel was deleted. And I obviously, tonight, I'm not going to find out why, what the claim was, but this appeared in a platform called Natural News. And again, you can call anything, anything. You can claim any claim, any claim. But Maybe the three strikes rule took him out because, you know, people are revoking Title 17 all the time, uh, which stipulates that if you're making an educational or news-oriented video, that you can take clips from wherever you want if those clips are critical in telling your story. And I think that people don't realize that, uh, uh, well, I, I think that people are evoking Title 17 all the time. And in, in many cases, they're leaving themselves open and vulnerable. When you say uh, 17, to, you, you uh, mean, the, you, when you say Title 17, you mean the fair use doctrine? Correct. Title 17, the fair use doctrine. And, and I think that, you know, people are evoking that all the time. And, uh, uh, you know, let's say, for instance, you've got public domain NASA footage. And I put uh, my logo 
on a NASA film uh, that's public domain, and, and then I put it out, okay? Mm-hmm. I have the copyright on my version of that footage. And so if I file a takedown notice, they will take it down because my, you know, my, it's my version. So you've, uh, you've, you've incorporated public domain material from NASA, which I'm well aware of, into a larger produced video. So that video, if it's pirated, you can get YouTube to take down the pirated version because it's your property containing government information. If I can prove, look, I, I'm uploading like a public, I have a, a, a YouTube channel called NASA Flicks. And we uh, have been, you know, we've uploaded like 40 documentaries covering the, you know, the, all of the, 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 the phases of NASA's growth uh, up to putting a man on the moon. And um, so these are feature length titles that are public domain. And if I can prove to YouTube that a person not only uploaded the same video, but they got the video from me, then I can file a copyright claim and, 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 they can, and they'll take it down. Well, so the Mike is Adams thing is, is kind of complicated. We got a four minutes to the top of the hour, and I'm actually going to talk at the top of the hour about something which actually fits into this topic very very easily and very cogently so in the you can only stay with us for the first hour was that right uh actually we may we changed plans so i'm here uh i can give you at least another hour it's up to you You, you're the boss (laughs) thank you i'll tell you what let's hold it there because i do want to do something important and then i want to segue to alana and i want to have you guys talk together because you actually cover uh, researchers who publish videos covering a number of the subjects that are very hot button issues that she is covering in her new book. And I find it interesting if there is some kind of consistent censorship policy of cutting edge things and developments and research which will move society, why is it that only certain specific areas appear to be affected and not everything which is cutting edge and will you know, change society? That's kind of the question I'm going to ask. When we come back, you are on the other side of midnight. My name is Richard C. Hoagland, and we shall return. Okay, I want to speak to you directly for a couple of minutes here about uh, a topic which actually segues perfectly with what Tim and I have been talking about, which is censorship. As you know, we have decided to try to do a lunar series, a 13-part television series based on all we now know about Apollo, the moon, John Kennedy, why he was killed, the you know intelligence agencies knowing that there were ancient ruins on the moon decades before I figured it out and before anybody else figured it out. And all of that apparently has been caught up in this bizarre situation where certain networks are not allowed to put certain things on the air or they don't want to, or they think there won't be enough audience. Don't think that's true in this case. Or someone comes to them and says, you really don't want to do that. For whatever reason, we have now have to go another route. We have to do it ourselves. Fortunately, the technology, both for production and for distribution, is so amazingly sophisticated now that for a reasonable amount of money, we're talking thousands as opposed to hundreds of thousands or millions, we can produce quality television and get it on Amazon Prime through Tim and through other outlets that Tim has, and we can reach the marketplace and reach the political people that need to see this and perhaps make a difference. Problem is we can't make a difference without funds. So we've instituted at the top of the other side of Midnight page over on the left-hand side, at the very top, there is a big thing called Donate Now. We need you to go to that, click on it, and send us whatever you can spare. Our voice on this channel is somewhat limited, 
Television, as my old friend Gene Roddenberry said, Dick, if it's real, it will be on television. Television is where you have to go. You can open the conversation on radio. You can move it along with radio with pictures. But really, to make a difference, you've got to get it on television. It's got to be moving pictures people can sit and be immersed in and be moved by and impelled to action by. That requires funds. So whatever you can spare, go to that Donate Now button, click on it, send us five bucks, ten bucks. We have people sending us a hundred bucks. That's astonishingly powerful. It's incredibly important because we're in a very limited media environment now in terms of our specific information. There are so many channels on YouTube that are just nuts. They're totally bonkers. They're not showing you real stuff at all, but they're gaining eyeballs. They're gaining views because the subject is fascinating, but the content is not. Our content, if you've been following my work over the years, and Tim can attest to this, my content is vetted. My content is well-researched. It has a large number of people behind the scenes that are contributing. It's real solid data, and it's going to make a difference provided we can get it in front of the viewer. That's where you come in. Listening to this show, have people to join this show, have more Club 19.5 memberships, give them as presents, as birthday presents or, you know, Hanukkah presents or whatever. Give them as presents because people, if they listen to an hour, they're going to maybe want to listen to two hours or three hours as we mix and match our, our conversants and our presenters and our interviewees in terms of a larger tale of what's going on in society right now. Because we're at the cutting edge of all kinds of really interesting stuff, which is just about to break. At least that's what our trend curves are saying. We need to be there or be square when the breakthrough comes, when mainstream is suddenly talking about things on the moon, artificial structures on Mars. Why does Musk really want to go and put a colony there? What's going on with private space access to where ordinary people can launch extraordinary missions and gain truth that may be censored by the official agencies, NASA or ESA or the Japanese or the Russians, whatever. That's why we need to have your help to make a, make a difference now in the media environment in which we are in, which we're talking about tonight, as a prelude to what we're going to talk about in the next couple hours, which is going to be Alana and her research and how she has encountered difficulties in getting the message out. So please, if you can, spare a few shekels here or there, and um, we will definitely, definitely uh, mention you, reward you by some accolade if you help us now when we really need help. Thank you, and back to our show. Thanks for listening to this exciting first hour. Now, the second and third hour of the show is available to Club 19.5 members only. Please support the show by subscribing to Club 19.5 and join our very interesting community. To do that, please visit the website, theothersideofmidnight.com, and click on the Join Club 19.5 link in the left-hand column. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll gain access to the rest of this show and all previous 350-plus shows that we have done. Now, recent Club 19.5 member archive recording have the commercials removed, and the sound quality has been enhanced. You'll also receive a dedicated private podcast feed that contains these enhanced show recordings. And you'll be able to download the MP3 files directly from the archive if you prefer. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll have access to a private chat server that member used to chat about the show during the show, and you will have a direct channel to post a question that will be read on the air to the guest. And you'll have a place to post questions during our open hailing frequencies. We realize that not everyone wants to call in live, and this gives you an easy way to participate in a live show without having to participate. Club 19.5 members can use this private chat to talk about the shows, ask questions, suggest new guests, and I may even pop on from time to time to answer specific questions. Also, the entire Bridge crew is in these participating chat channels, so you can interact with them as well. 
You'll also be the first to preview our new videos and reports. We'll be adding exclusive new features to Club 19.5 as we go forward. And boy, have we got some amazing things to tell you about in the coming weeks. So please support the show and don't miss all the exciting new things we have planned. I want to thank all our Club 19.5 members because without your guys' support, this show would not be on the air. Please help us continue growing the show by subscribing to Club 19.5 today. And when I say we really need you, we really need you. Over and out. <laughs>